Hi, this is Terry Gilpin, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Roberts, we welcome you back to TV Confidential Radio Talks about television. This happy to welcome actor, comedian, impressionist, and now author John Biner. John discovered his gift for mimicking voices when he was a kid growing up as one of six children in a family on Long Island. It not only helped him stand out from his siblings, it allowed John to make friends wherever he went, from elementary school to the U.S. Navy, to a series of odd jobs before he began his stand-up career performing in nightclubs such as the Vanguard in Greenwich Village. It was while performing at the Vanguard that John caught the attention of the talent coordinator of the Ed Sullivan Show. That paved the way for a career in TV, movies, Broadway, and nightclubs all over the world that has spanned more than six decades. John Biner shares a few memories of his life and career in a new book that we'll tell you more about in just a sec. But first, John Biner, welcome to TV Confidential. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. That was a nice introduction. I got tired listening to it. <laughs> I get that all the time from my guests, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't realize I worked that much. <laughs> Well, well that, that's, that's the thing. One of the fun things about reading your book, which is called Five Minutes, Mr. Biner, is you're one of those performers that for people like me and I would say the, you know, the vast majority of our listening audience, our, our core audience is for age 45 and up. So someone like you, because many of us know you from television, you, yeah. from your very first, you know, appearances, you know, on, on, on the Merv Griffin Talent Scout shows, and then your appearances on Sullivan and, and Carson and all down the line, you've been a steady presence in television, and so much so that there, there are things about you that I forgot that I rediscovered as a result of reading Five Minutes, Mr. Biner. Well, that's one of the things about my career that was uh, very interesting, that is very interesting, is that is that I, I didn't I didn't like uh, concentrate on one part of it, you know. I mean, I was I was on the Carson shows, but I did Maud and I did movies and I did uh, voiceover cartoons, voiceovers mm-hmm. and stand-up comedy and variety shows and this, that, and the other thing. And uh, nobody ever says, "Hey, you know, I really like that." They'll say once in a while, to, but everybody's got something different. They say that they liked when they see me at an airport or, you know, just standing around waiting for money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, g- I'll give you one of mine. You did two episodes of The Odd Couple. Oh, yeah. And, and as is often the case, especially during that era, when it was an era where you can, you can do one show and they would, they would bring you back and you could play a completely Another different character. character. Right? Ex- exactly. Yeah. In one case, you played sort of an ad executive type of guy. You worked mostly with Randall, if, if I remember correctly. And, yeah. and then you played sort of a blue collar. The garage owner. Garage owner, yeah. Garage owner, yeah. And, and again, I'm just thinking aloud here. But as you're starting off your stand-up career after you got discharged from the Navy and, you know, before TV discovered you, as you were working your way up the nightclubs, you, you know, you had a family support, so you did a lot of odd jobs. And I'm guessing that the type of jobs you did, you know, you, you did a lot of manual labor, you know, blue-collar jobs, you met all sorts of people. And I'm guessing that being a budding performer, you drew upon all those different people that you met in your various walks of life, and one way or another, 
they they became part of a character that you created, whether it's the Odd Couple or Captain Hero or or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I realize that's not a question, but. It's... <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I answer. <laughs> Okay, when did you first discover you had a bag of voices? Oh, when I was a kid, very young. <laughs> Coming home from a movie. I made you laugh. That's a good thing, you know. I was six, six years old. I came <laughs> home with my mother. She had taken me in the afternoon to see a movie. Mm -hmm. Bing Crosby was in, and it was called Here Come the Waves with the Andrews Sisters, I think, and stuff like that. That's mm -hmm. what I remember. But, but when we got home, <clears throat> Dad came home from work, and he was sitting at the table waiting for dinner, and he said, what did you see in the movie today, Christina? And she said, uh, let Johnny tell you. And I started doing a song that Bing Crosby did in the movie. And it kind of, they said, wait, I was doing Accentuate the Positive. Mm -hmm. I was six years old. Mm -hmm. And Eliminate the Negative and Latch On to the Affirmative. And I didn't even know what the hell I was talking about. It was Latin to me. <laughs> <laughs> and... and uh, you know, I got their attention. They said, oh, my gosh. And then my mother started asking me to do it for a company, you know, do this and that. And, you know. and that's the way it started. It all started from, you know, uh, encouragement and, mm -hmm. and getting getting known in my family before I got out for, at the front door. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I, I had something special, and it, uh, it took me out of the crowd. <laughs> well, you were, in, in your case, you were the penultimate child. You were number five of six. Yes, right. Um, I'm I'm number ten of eleven, so I'm also nice. Gonna... <laughs> very very nice. Boy, I'll tell you, you got all kinds of sizes in your drawer. <laughs> you certainly do. So uh, uh, so, but I, I I understand you. We're all looking for our piece of ground, as people or as or as as performers or whatever we do in life. And it's you know how fortunate you are to have discovered that at an early age and and that you had friends and family who, who encouraged you as you honed it, as you worked your, as, as you learned right. your craft. Exactly. Exactly the case, yeah. And uh, as I say in the book, I, I tried a little uh, little uh, contest, a little, uh, you know, Italian contest around town when I was, you know, like 14 and stuff, and, and it was always the uh, banker's daughter with the patent leather shoes that won. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody be backstage going, oh, you're going to win. You're going to win all the other acts that were on that night, you know. And it would always be somebody like that. The hometown stuff, you know. Yeah. To get into it. So, uh, you know, I didn't think there was much to do as far as a career in the business. I just did it to make a few bucks now and then and to make people laugh. And I wasn't making a few bucks. And then I needed a few bucks, and I got in to make a few bucks, and it, 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 it snowballed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was great, wonderful. And I got to work with all the people that my parents admired and were fans of and all that kind of stuff and Fred Astaire's and the Bing Crosby's and talk about accentuate the positive I work with Bing a lot yes and, and there was uh, you know you know <laughs> Biden's got a Bing Crosby slogan now you know what's that Bing back better <laughs> Back better. No, that's right. That's right. Bring back better. That's right. That's right. Bring Crosby and I approve this message. Go back better. John Bonner is on the line with us. John's TV career break happened in New York City when he appeared on the Merv Griffin Talent Scout show in 1964. That led to 17 appearances on the Ed Sullivan show, 37 appearances on the Johnny Carson Tonight show, and a host of other 
TV, nightclub, and movie appearances, including Soap, Bizarre, the John Biner Comedy Hour, and a show that I wasn't aware that you had done called Something Else. I want to ask you about that in just a second. John's memoir, Five Minutes, Mr. Biner, A Lifetime of Laughter, presents many of the highlights of his career while also providing a capsule history of American entertainment over the past 50 years, five minutes, Mr. Biner, available in paperback and as an ebook through Right Life Publishing, an imprint of boutique of quality books. You can also find it at Amazon.com, all the usual online retailers. Uh, John's website, uh, JohnBiner.com. There's also a John Biner YouTube channel where John has posted select highlights for, of his TV appearances, one of which is a clip of you and Bing Crosby. It's a very funny clip with you and Bing from one of, his, one of his Christmas specials. Yes. Bing checking in, right? That one? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's well, if it is Mr. Crosby. <laughs> hey, you sound very familiar to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you haven't been back. <laughs> back and forth. It was a kick. He yeah. was a good guy. Yeah. Really good guy. Uh, in Hollywood Palace. I did a lot of things with him. Let's see. You, one of the fun things I learned about you is... Uh, uh, you did a show called Something Else yeah. uh, in the early 1970s. and it's actually in 1968, okay. specific. Okay, oh, okay, 19 specific. Early on, I just, I just gotten out there. I did the Steve Allen, God bless him. He, he, he uh, took me out to California. I went out there with Mel Torme and worked at the Blue Room of the Tropicana first and mm-hmm. with Cy Zentner and his orchestra for five weeks. And then uh, back and forth to Steve Allen's show for the rehearsals and... And after Steve Allen's show went off the air, I got this offer to do this thing called, uh, it was called the Action Faction, with mm-hmm. Action Faction Dancers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first thing I did was went up to the producer and said, I don't like the name. <laughs> I get, it gets caught in my throat, yes. Action Faction. Yes. He, said, he said, well, well, what do you want to call it? I said, I don't know, just something else. He said, okay, I like it. We'll call it something else. <laughs> That's how it got the title. Anyway, so I danced with a half dozen beautiful girls. Yes. And we traveled around the country, and we did things in the, in the neighborhoods where these people uh, lived or worked or, or started, and uh, and we had a lot of fun. A couple of things. There are a couple of clips of something else on the John Biner YouTube channel. I, I, I watched a few of them, and I think of you as an impressionist. I think of you as a stand-up comedian. I don't think of you as a dancer, but it's very difficult to dance and perform comedy at the same time, and you did it very well. You have a lot of athleticism. Yeah, well, thanks very much. Yeah, I, I do. I always liked athle- athletics. I can't talk. <laughs> I can't talk. Well, t- <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I, <laughs> I always think of Pokey Pig when I watch Huckabee, and it has nothing to do with anybody's size. Yeah. <laughs> Huckabee, 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 that's all, folks. Yeah. You know, Anyway, where were we? <laughs> well, no, it's it's funny. It's actually that's a good segue because um, it's at least one of the questions I ask you. One of the actors I've gotten to know over the years is Bob Bergen, who's the voice of Porky Pig, and oh, wow. and and like you, veteran voice actor, and he emphasizes that voice acting is not just speaking the words of whether it's Porky Pig or the ant, the Yardvark or whatever. It is it is acting. It is creating a yes. character. Shortly after I got out of the Navy, where it's all the guys, you know, on the ship and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I found myself in the booth listening to a guy from the control room saying, no, in this one, the butterfly is in love with the ant. <laughs> I'm going, 
going, oh, guys, if the guys could see me now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. You've got to, you know, have different levels and stuff like that. It's definitely, yeah, de- definitely. Is there... a thing for Disney called the uh, the Black Cauldron, where I talk like, I talk like this, I did this whole thing. This whole guy named Gergi. And, uh, and, and he had to be sad sometimes, and he had to be very happy, and mm-hmm. he had to be uh, inquisitive, and all those kind of things, you know, and it was very, very uh, great, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's a nice job to have people just kind of playing my instrument, basically, from a studio, you know. Is, is there a process that you undergo when you create a voice, uh, create a character for a voice you're doing, or does it depend on, on, on what raw materials you have to you work know, with? You know, it depends on the picture of the person. You know, show me a picture. Like when I first started the Patty and, and the Freeling, mm-hmm. Fritz Freeling called me into his office, and I was just newly out in L.A., and he had seen me do a show and things on television, mm-hmm. and uh, said, I'd like you to, try to see what kind of voices you can have for these characters we have. So he explained the character and what kind of person he was. And, and, he, and he held up the ant, and he said, now this is a, it's kind of a nervous kind of guy always looking for food, and always this, that, and the other thing. So I thought of Jackie Mason, you know, because he's a, hey, wait a minute, you want to talk to this? You're looking at this? You know what I'm talking about, Misty? He's got this whole thing, he's a big thing, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so he said, yeah, yeah, that's it. I like that one. That was, that was the only voice he heard me do for him. And then he gets to the end. He's just kind of a lazy kind of guy. You know, he just sits around, likes to just, uh, you know, catch the rays and just... So I thought of Dean Martin. You know, he's that kind of guy, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, I think I go to the couch now, you know. So, so he's the end. <laughs> and that's how it started. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what, what you asked, and it's... Uh, you, you get an idea from, no, this guy's a fast-talking guy who's got an accent mm-hmm. or what have you, you know. On the line with us is John Biner. John Biner, the man of many voices and characters whose arsenal of impressions include John Wayne, Jackie Mason, Elvis Presley, Dean Martin, Bing Crosby, Ed Sullivan, George Jessel, and the voices of both the Ant and the Aardvark. John's memoir, Five Minutes, Mr. Biner, is the story of his life and career in entertainment. Five Minutes, Mr. Binder, available in paperback and as an ebook through Right Life Publishing, an imprint of boutique of quality books. You can also find it on Amazon.com. Uh, John's website, JohnBinder.com. John's YouTube channel includes uh, select highlights of his uh, many uh, appearances in uh, network television. If you go to JohnBinder.com, there is a five minute video called Blog Zombie, which I watched today. <laughs> It's I don't know it it's like it's like a music video concept film. Yeah. You yeah. have no you have no dialogue, but at about a minute into the video, you understand why you have no dialogue because your face does all the talking. That's right. <laughs> how did that How did that project come along? Well, um, <laughs> my good friend, my good friend, I was working in Manhattan. I was. No, no. At this time, I was I was living in a place uh, uh, my friend had in Manhattan. Uh, he, he's a producer, and I did a little favor for him in L.A. And mm-hmm. he said, and I told him we were going back to New York to do something. He says, "Where are you going to stay?" And we said, "We're going to stay." Blah blah blah. And he said, "Why don't you stay in our suite? You know, our, our penthouse." And I said, oh, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> so, so we were there, and my friend.
friend got in touch with me, and I got in touch with him when I got into town, as usual. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he's a photographer. Generally, that's his thing, is, is photography. And uh, he asked me if I'd do this little project he had in mind over, you know, under the L in, in the Queens. And uh, I was familiar with that place, mm -hmm. just, just the other side of the 59th Street Bridge. <clears throat> and uh, he said, uh, you know, he, he pointed out, told me about the character. He's just a... Uh, He's just the kind of a guy that looks like he's not going to bother anybody. Then he, he gets by his computer and he turns into a, a zombie. And, uh, and, and and that's it, the blog zombie. <laughs> and uh, and so I said, sure, you know. So I went to his, his he had a little place right there near the L. And, and they had uh, scoped out the uh, schedules of when the trains come and go and how, how many people will be on them at this time of day. And he picked the right times because there was nobody on the train. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we shot some things there and going down the stairs and all that kind of stuff and and uh, when he gets back to his house he you know he turns on the internet and uh, then he gets crazy. Yes, yeah, so he brings out uh, uh, or at least the character you play brings out what I call the Marty Feldman eyes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Blog yeah. Zombie is available on uh, JohnBiner.com. You also wear a gray fedora, John, and you look very natty. Well, thank you kindly. I appreciate that. <laughs> Boy, I'm, I'm looking at TCM. I love the movies on TCM. But these guys in between, they're getting to be a show of their own. Yeah. You know, they got to tell, one guy tells you how he wears his hat. He does, this guy's a hat. But I say, he's got to get out more, you know? He <laughs> <laughs> talks about hats like it's the, it's the last thing in the world. <laughs> he's, you know, he went into a cave and found a bunch of hats. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, anyway, they are, they're all getting on. You, you get out. You have to listen to this story every time. And then there's the lady that sells wine to go with the movie. You <laughs> <laughs> get popcorn to go with the happy yeah. movies and sad wine to go with the other. Well, when you, when you want to take a break from watching movies on uh, TCM, pick up a copy of John's memoir, Five Minutes, Mr. Biner, available Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online, John's website, johnbiner.com. We'll talk some more with John Biner, including his experience working with Catherine Hellman, Robert Guillaume, and the rest of the cast of Soap when we come back on TV Confidential. Buying or selling a home can be one of the most stressful things we'll ever do in life, but it doesn't have to be. And no one knows better than our friends at Front Porch Realty Group. Their community of realtors serving the Northern Bay Area of California that cares about their clients as individuals first and foremost. Whether you're a first-time buyer or looking to lease or sell your property in the Bay Area, Front Porch Realty Group will help you through this important transition by providing you with the right information for your situation while lessening the pain. They also work with a network of realtors throughout California who provide the same high caliber of customer service. Call Front Porch Realty Group at 415-886-7411 for a realtor referral near you. You can also visit their website, frontporchrealtygroup.com, for more information on the services they provide, including upcoming workshops and seminars. For more information, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com. Front Porch Realty Group. They'll find the solution that works best for you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. 
tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.